Hello, and welcome to the Mama Mentor Podcast. My name is Joyce, and here we talk everything life. So it's fall now. It's like officially fall. And I have to say, I'm loving it. I am really, really enjoying all of the color changes in the trees. I am really enjoying the gentle breeze that we've been having. It's cool, but not cold. It's warm. I've been doing yard work in the city. I have been doing farm chores out at the farm. We're cleaning up the space a little bit outside in preparation for winter. We did a big fall harvest out on at the farm. And if you follow me on Instagram at Seven Martians on Mars, you will see the amazing amount of potatoes that we got this year. We planted red and white. And we really planted them late. Like we put them in July 1st going, I hope we get some potatoes. And we got, like I said, about 100 pounds of potatoes. July 1st. Till now. It was amazing. It was amazing. Because usually around where I live, we plant things kind of May long weekend. Um, We put our tender annuals out kind of the beginning of June. So July 1st is really quite late. And we also got three pumpkins. We got another squash. Not going to lie, didn't plant that plant for eating. It's kind of a green squash, kind of looks pumpkin-y, but not really, with some speckles on it. Honestly, planted it for porch decor and just to see what would work. We are also in the process of harvesting our beets and our carrots. Our carrots kind of did so-so, mostly because of time and if you followed me on the podcast before, you'll know that we just broke ground on the field garden this year. So the dirt is a little hard, not going to lie. And uh, so we couldn't till it very deep. And we haven't had a chance to like put some really good amendments in, which we are going to do this fall. So For any of you who don't know about gardening, like if you haven't put in an in-ground garden, it's really important, that, especially if you're breaking ground, that you amend your soil in two different ways. So you can amend it for structure and you can amend it for nutrients. So what I like to do is amend for structure in the fall. And what that can mean is some peat moss, some sand, Uh, maybe even a little bit of a load of topsoil, give that a good till in, and then really just throw your garden debris on top, like all of your tops of things, your leaves. I don't don't really recommend throwing branches or anything like that, but like leaves and like your garden debris. So if you're pulling like your garden stuff out, all the stuff that you're not using like as vegetables, so like your tops of your potatoes, your bean plants, all that kind of stuff. Just throw that on top because as it snows, and I live in an area that does snow, before you come at me going, we don't have snow here, then I don't know. Honestly, you could still do it, whatever your down season is. But it's really good for here because what happens is the snow comes on it and it's going to give it all that moisture. The earthworms are going to continue to work on kind of behind the scenes they really start working on it in spring. And then in spring, we're going to kind of 
rake off any like huge chunks of anything that didn't get broken down over winter. And then that's when we're going to amend for nutrients. So that's when we're going to put some marine compost on. We're going to put, maybe we'll put a little manure on that kind of thing, till it up, and then we'll be able to plant. I only like to use organic stuff. That's just who I am. I just like growing organic. If you don't, that's fine. Do you. But I like to use organic amendments. This is why. Because I find that not only is it great to do organic, we all know that organic vegetables are better for you. They have more nutrients in them. You're getting a better product. But it also keeps your soil at a better level longer because you aren't just trying to give it a quick fix. Think about it this way. Think about your body. So if you want some quick energy, you might have a coffee or a Coke or an energy drink. And so it does give you that burst of energy and you can get stuff done. But you are there is going to be a time later on in that day when you're going to feel depleted. Whereas if you're stepping hard into your nutrition, your vitamins, your water electrolytes, exercise, meditation, good sleep, all that kind of stuff, you will have a more sustained level of energy throughout the day, day after day after day, instead of those ups and downs. Your garden kind of works the same way. Having organic amendments, both for structure and for nutrients, kind of keeps your garden super productive and happy without it going through that depleted stage. Because as we all know, whether it's our bodies or our gardens, managing that element in the depleted stage is really hard. You really have to do a lot. And the whole idea of gardening, for me anyway, is to make it super enjoyable so that my soil looks fluffy. I can enjoy the process of planting seeds. I also find I have less weeds that way. I also find I don't actually have to water anything for example, this year, we, we did put some organic amendments in with the soil when we were planting. We did some marine compost. Not enough. It's, not, it's never enough the first year. Um, but we didn't have to water. Like We did not water that garden, not from the time we put a seed in till the end. Mother Nature just watered it whenever she needed it. And we needed, we had weeks where it was like 35 degrees Celsius. And there's no protection for the field garden, it's like right out in the open. So when, when you're amending with organic components, it really is super helpful during those times, especially if you cannot mechanically water that you have to rely on mother nature, that it holds the moisture in the soil better so that it can really be self-sustaining. And that's kind of what we want. We want to enjoy the gardening process of planting getting our fresh produce, enjoying that without having to go, oh, well, I have to weed it every day and then I have to water it every day and I'm having to do this every day and that every day. Because that kind of, I don't know for, for you, but for me, kind of sucks the joy out of it a little bit. It's also a good way to see what actually grows in your spot because somebody else might be able to, say, grow a pumpkin five miles down the road and you can't in your spot just because of what your conditions are. And that's fine. We all don't need to grow the same thing. Grow what you're going to use, grow what you're going to eat, 
Maybe you like to give to friends and family, so you want to grow a little extra or something, whatever. You can trade stuff, you know. I don't have a cut flower garden right now that's full on to give me the level of flowers that I want. So I trade some stuff. I trade some produce. But I'll tell you something. Having potatoes right out of the garden with your supper is next level, especially if you can have carrots with them. So I'm enjoying that because we're in that harvesting phase. Harvesting, we got burlap potato sacks to store our potatoes in. I am starting to ramp up more kind of crafty stuff. Working on the crocheted blankets. I've got a couple quilts that I'm planning. I'm also planning to make some homemade like sewn pillowcases for Christmas gifts, which everybody loves when I do that. But now is kind of that canning, storing season. And so I'm doing little bits every day. Just do a little bit every day. Just do a little bit every day. You can make up a quick batch of jam. It's not that hard. YouTube a video. It's really easy. Really easy. Like if you don't know how to do something, honest to God, you can find a YouTube video for it. Such a great resource. Can up a batch of raspberry jam, can up a batch of strawberry jam, see what's kind of going on sale and stock up a little bit. Maybe you didn't have a chance to plant carrots this year or your carrots didn't produce to the level that you want. Well, right now, especially in the grocery stores where I live, there's a lot of more local, like kind of within the province, within the next province as well. And we have a lot of like fairly local produce coming in. There's nothing to say. For those of you who want to be more home cooking, have a little more stuff on hand, kind of get into that. I call it nesting. You know, they always say that nesting is only for pregnant women. It's not. I find fall is a great nesting season. So I buy fresh produce from the store or farmer's market. You can come home and process that stuff. When strawberries on sale, you can bring that stuff home and you can freeze them for smoothies. You can make jam out of them. Same with raspberries. For carrots, it's really easy. Peel, cut, blanch. If you don't know what blanching is, is you throw them in boiling water for like three or four minutes. Then you put them in kind of ice water, pat them dry, throw them in freezer bags. Great forever. You don't have to be pressure canning anywhere on your house or yard to, to save the bounty of this season. Whether you produce that bounty or not is irrelevant, but there's so many things you can do. I'll just name a few. So like I said, the blanching and freezing of the carrots, you can cut up celery and freeze it in like half cup or one cup measurements in your freezer. It freezes beautifully to dump into soups or stews, or if you're, you know, like if you're going to start making something, you got to fry it up, dump them in the pan, frozen, it's totally fine. You can do the same thing with onions. You can braid them and hang them. You can chop them up and freeze them. Potatoes, put them in potato sacks. What else? Oh, I've got pumpkins. Pie pumpkins were on sale in my area for $1.50 for a pie pumpkin. So you can't even buy a can of pumpkin for $1.50. So you can just kind of put them in your oven and cook them. And then when they're like, obviously you cut the tops off and scoop out the seeds. But then you just put them in the oven. You don't have to do anything to them. Just put them in the oven and roast them for like, I don't know, a couple hours. And then you can 
scoop out the soft pumpkin inside. Again, you can freeze it. It's great for muffins. You can make homemade pumpkin pie. My dogs love pumpkin. All that kind of stuff. All that kind of stuff. Gourds, like if you're getting spaghetti squash or butternut squash, if you store that in a cool, fairly dry space, you can store that stuff for months. So don't be don't be feeling like you have to miss out on this wonderful harvest season and the bounty of the of the harvest because you didn't actually produce it. You can go and get it from people who have produced it, whether it's friends, family, farmers market, if your grocery store carries local, great. And that's awesome. And I like to kind of do that kind of nesting thing where I'm putting some vegetables in the freezer and I'm putting some stuff in the cold storage and I'm just feeling like I've got a stuff a little bit more under control. The other thing I'm really enjoying because the weather's a little bit cooler is sourdough. Now I know everybody and their dog started doing sourdough during COVID, but I wasn't, I never did it. I never, not once made sourdough nothing during COVID. So I decided in the last month, I got some sourdough starter for my oldest and dearest friend, Jenna. She is amazing. She makes homemaking stuff look so easy. Like she's a superstar. She's who you, you idolize. Like she's a real life kind of Martha Stewart. She would disagree. And when she listens to this podcast, she's going to be laughing and shaking her head. I'm so glad that she actually listens to my podcast. Um, but she's going to be laughing and shaking her head going, no, that's not me. I'm, you know, she always feels like she's barely holding it together, but she's a superwoman. But she gave me some sourdough starter and I've been doing great with it. I've been, I learned how to make focaccia. I've made bread. I've got a good recipe to now make sourdough pizza dough so I can make pizzas and stuff like that. But I've been leaning a lot into the bread, both sourdough and regular and some of the things that I'm going to be doing as well is, and I don't know if you know this, but you can make up a batch of pizza dough. And when you get to the point where it's like, oh, let it rise on your counter for like an hour or a couple hours, don't. Just put that ball in a freezer bag and put it in the freezer. And next time you want pizza, you just pull that out and you sit it on your counter. And as it thaws out, it's going to rise. And then you can just literally roll it out and make pizza. So I'm going to be doing probably, I don't know, 10 to 15 bags of pizza dough so I can have ready-to-go pizza dough. I'm making buns and bread to put in the freezer. I'm going to try to see how good focaccia freezes. Not really sure what's the worst that can happen. Just because I like to lean hard into the bounty of this season and try to have as much of that bounty in my home as I can. Like I said, frozen bread products, vegetables, stuff in the cold storage. I like to make jam. It's so nice on a cool or cold, snowy morning to cut yourself some homemade bread, toast it up, and put some butter and homemade jam on it. There's literally nothing. For me, that's that's it. Hot cup of tea, snow, snowing outside, toast with jam. Love it, love it, love it. Maybe a little egg on the side. But this harvest season, I'm really enjoying probably more than I have in a lot of years. It just feels like 
the weather is cooperating for everything that I want to do outside. The weather is also cooperating for everything I like to do inside because I don't like to crochet or can or cook or make jam or any of that stuff when it's sweltering outside. So it's just the perfect temperature right now where I am, where you can go outside, you can get some farm chores or yard work done, then you can come in, make a soup, make a stew, maybe make a batch of bread or pizza dough, sit in front of the fire, because we have a wood stove out at the farm, hallelujah, and we've been enjoying it. Sit in front of a fire with a show going and crochet. That is my happy place. So, we're now almost, just, just totally sidetrack off, off the main topic here. We're totally into like the first month of school. Totally into the first month of school. How are you all doing? Are you managing it? How are you doing with your rituals? And how are you doing with your routines? I've been a little slippy at home with the routines. Not going to lie. But that's okay. Because we give ourselves grace here at the Mama Mentor Podcast. You don't have to be perfect every day. Get rid of that idea that you have to be perfect every day. Because nobody is. Really nobody. Really nobody. Like if you're going, yeah, but I see on TikTok and Facebook and podcasts or YouTube things and they're all this and all that and the other. Yes. And I bet if you strategically filmed in your house, you could have an area that looks just like those perfectly put together areas as well. If you walked through their house while they're filming... Trust me, the other areas, not put together. There's probably boxes piled just off screen. So give yourself some grace. And if you've slipped off, now is the perfect time to get back on. So what I've started to do to try to help myself get back onto my routines and my rituals is I, start, I always start with the basics. Always start with the basics when I fall off the wagon as it goes. So for me, my get back on the horse is I make sure that I do my skincare at night, whatever skincare ritual works for you. I have a really good one. It always makes me feel better, more relaxed, more in tune with who I am as a person. I don't know why. It just does. It's a thing. I do that at night. I really am really religious about making sure I have enough hydration because I always find that is one of the first things that slips with me is the skincare and the hydration. I don't know why. You'd think it'd be so simple, drink some water. How hard can that be? It's the first thing that slips. It's, and it's, the, it's how I know I'm slipping is because I'm going, oh, I haven't been doing my skincare and oh, I haven't been getting my, my hydration in a day. So it's the very first two things that when I'm getting back on the wagon, it's skincare and hydration. And then I give myself a couple days to get that really on point where I'm not, where it's not a slog, where it's just back into being natural again. And then I'm stepping back into, okay, laundry routine, get back on that. Because that's an easy one for me. Stepping back into a laundry, laundry routine, honest to God, I could do that if I was sick. If I was sick and I was like, I need to step back in, I, could, I would struggle a bit with the skincare. I would struggle a bit for the hydration, but I'm sorry, laundry, I am like right on point day one. It's the easiest thing for me to step back into. So I do that. And then I start remembering 
all of the very functional routines and rituals that help my house and my life run better. So I will start, even if it's small. So instead of going, I've fallen off the meal prep and plan wagon, so I'm going to get back on with two weeks. Nope, nope, I don't do that. That's, that's too much. I know some people that can do it. I'm not one of those people. I need to start small when I'm starting back on something. Even if I've done it a million times, I need to start small. So I'll be like, what's for dinner today? What's for dinner tomorrow? And work on that. And then gradually, I'll just keep adding a day. So now I've got skincare, hydration, laundry, and meal plan. And then I can start feeling that shift of like, okay, the rituals and the routines are doing exactly what they're meant to do. They're meant to make me feel more on top of things, more in control, like I'm not slipping, like I'm having the life that I want. And then I find it's much easier for me to go, okay, now I can go clean out that closet. Or that room is getting a little bit out of control. I can go in there and give it a deep clean. Or I can do this project I've been putting off forever. Or maybe I just want to make time to do a new project or go out with friends or go to a, a women's group or a women's conference or something like that. And I feel like I can do all that because I'm back on track with my routines and my rituals. So if you've slipped, because I know, I know a lot of us have a hard time transitioning between that kind of carefree summer into that super regimented school year that we kind of slip. And I did. And I, not gonna lie, do it every year. Literally slip every year. And so I give myself some grace for, October, for September. And now that we're heading into October, it's, we're, I, I'm getting serious. So I've got my hydration. I've got my skincare back on, got my laundry back on. Now I'm starting to be doing the meal plan, building up the meal plan, starting to make a list of projects that I want to do. And here's another thing that helps for those of you that are slipping, you know, and I find it's good to get back on routine now, because like I was saying before, I'm enjoying the atmosphere of the harvest season. It feels like it's harvest. It's nesting. And so you kind of feel that almost internal urge to start getting things right. So I just go with that. What really helps me, and I, I can't even remember, I wish I could remember who, because I didn't invent this. I heard it from somebody, I don't know if it was an organizer or a business coach or mindset coach, but it was when you have a ta when you have something to do, don't just do stuff like clean the master bedroom. Because that is such a big thing. And you're gonna feel like, at least I do, that you're going, oh, I don't have time to clean the whole master bedroom, so I'm just not gonna start. And then you walk away and you do something else. But their advice was to go have that as the heading clean master bedroom. And then under that heading on your list, and I make my lists on paper, I make my list digitally, and they help me. I'm a list person. But break it down. Break it down. Do you need to wash the curtains? Do you need to clean the blinds? Do you need to clean out the bedside tables? 
Do you need to vacuum the carpet? Do you need to shampoo the carpet? Do you need to flip the mattress? Do you need to wash the bedding? Do you need to clean out the closet? Do you need to clean off the dressers? Do you need to sort out what's in the dressers? You see where I'm going with this. There's a whole bunch of little tasks in there that if you have a master to-do list, which I advise everyone to do, have a just a running master to-do list. Because you can do things in small blocks. You can be like, okay, I am, for, for example, maybe you're waiting for your pizza dough to rise because you're making pizza tonight. And you're like, okay, it's got to rise for 45 minutes. What can I get done in 45 minutes? Well, then you can go to your master to-do list and go, okay, uh, in 45 minutes, I can probably clean off both bedside tables. If you have two, I have two at my house, even though it's just me. Um, I can clean both of those off. I can clean off the top of my dresser. I can run the vacuum. I can change the sheets on the bed. And I can maybe sort through the drawers in the closet for clothes that I want to donate because they're just not serving me anymore. And, and maybe that's it. Maybe that's all I can do. But that think of how many things that just crossed off that list. So yeah, maybe you didn't get to washing the curtains or washing the blinds or washing the window, but you got a lot done in that room. And who knows, tomorrow you can do more of it. Or maybe you do two things from that room and two things from the bathroom. If you listen to my bathroom issue, you'll know I don't clean the whole bathroom in one sitting. I will do it in sections. Because I there's just something about It's not like my bathroom is dirty. I just don't find that if I say I'm going to clean the bathroom and my expectation is that I'm going to clean the whole thing, I just won't do it. But I have no problem while I'm having a phone call with somebody cleaning off the top of the counter and giving it a wipe. I have no problem, you know, cleaning off the mirrors and changing out the towels while I'm on the phone or listening to a podcast. I have no problem just going in for a quick toilet scrub and a quick mop again when I'm listening to a podcast or when I'm waiting for something else to be finished. So having a master to-do list is really super helpful if you use it right. And by using it right, that does mean breaking each of those big to-dos down into all of the steps. All of the steps. Think of how those of you with children, if you are trying to get your four-year-old to help pick up a room, you don't just throw them in there and go, go clean that room. Go pick up, go, go make that room look great. No, you'll be like, okay, we're going to pick up the Legos and then when that's all done, you're like, and now we're going to pick up the trucks and then maybe we're going to pick up the Barbies and then maybe we're going to pick up the kitchen, the play kitchen dishes, and then we're going to do this and you'll go through, we're going to put away the puzzles next. And then, and after you do all of those little steps, then you're like, okay, and now we're done and mommy's going to vacuum and then the room's clean. And it is acceptable and achievable for a four-year-old to go through all of those steps to take a room that is trashed and get it clean in a very short period of time if you do it one category at a time. But that's why it works so well with four and five and six-year-olds. That's why they do that in kindergarten is because so that the task is not overwhelming. And as much as we like to think that we are past that we're not. At least I'm not. I need the stuff broken down. Otherwise, it feels like a big, enormous task that I'm never going to get done. But if I break it down into pieces, oh, sure, I can get that done. 
And so do that. Make it on a list. So that way you don't have to keep that all swirling in your head. Because that's the other thing I don't like to do. I don't like to have to keep it all swirling in my head. I like to write it down. I have paper planners. I have digital planners. And I use them religiously. Just because it keeps me on track to be like, oh, I've got 15 minutes. Open my open my to-do list and go, what can I bang out in 15 minutes? Because when you when you're taking those little bits of time that you have, little bits of energy bursts, or you're like I said, you're waiting for dough to rise, or you know, supper's gonna be 30 minutes in the oven, so what are you gonna do for 30 minutes? That kind of thing. It those little tasks add up. And if you've ever had a playroom or a bedroom trashed by your kids where they've got toys and everything, even just see if you go to say, okay, go in your room and clean up all the Lego and then come get me. And then I'll tell you what to do next. And every time you go back and give them that next category, the room looks cleaner and cleaner and cleaner and cleaner. And that's the same way it works in your house. So you're going, oh yeah, well, what difference is just wiping off my bathroom sink and counter and changing the towels, what's that going to do? Well, it's going to be a cleaner counter sink and fresh towels that wasn't there before. That's what it's going to do. And when you keep doing those kind of things constantly a little bit every day, your house is going to be moving into the direction of more organized, more functional and cleaner. And you're going to feel good because instead of going, oh, well, I, I can't cross the clean the master bedroom off because I'm not done. So I feel like I've worked for an hour and yet I can't cross anything off my list, which is kind of defeating. I'm not a fan of that. But if you can go, oh, I was in there for 30 minutes and I crossed three things off. That feels good. It feels good to me. It motivates me to do a heck of a lot more than what I'm doing otherwise. A whole lot more. And it'll make me go, hmm, what else can I get done? Dinner's not quite done. It's still got in five minutes. I was faster than I thought. I, what can I do in five minutes? And it's almost like it starts being this little mind game that you play with yourself. It's like beat the clock. My generation, you know that game Operation where you have to put all the pieces in? Not Operation. Um, perfection. Where you have to put all the pieces in before it pops up and all the pieces shoot out? It's like playing that with yourself. But, you're, but with household tasks and garden tasks. Like, you'd be surprised if you go, dinner has to come out of the oven in 30 minutes, and you're like, what can I get done in 30 minutes? You will be so surprised at how much you can get done in 30 minutes. You can take the garbage out. You can go quickly, you know, weed a flower bed. You can quickly go water a flower bed. You can quickly go water all the plants in your house. You can put a load of laundry in. You can run a vacuum in a room. You can change the towels out. You can clean off the sink and the counter in your bathroom. You can... Decide what you're having for dinner tomorrow night. You can chop vegetables for that. You can prep something to go with dinner. You can pick out your outfit for tomorrow. You can answer a few emails. You can look up a new recipe for a bread or a dessert that you wanted to make later in the evening after dinner is done. You can help your kids with a few minutes of homework. You can sign some forms. You can pay some bills. You can clean out a shelf in your fridge. Do you see where I'm going with this? That's a lot that can be done in half an hour when you're kind of on the clock. And then at the end of that half an hour, you're like, oh my gosh, I crossed off, you know, maybe you cross off 10 things off your list. And then you're like, I crossed 10 things off my list and now I get to sit down and have a wonderful dinner and you will feel good about yourself. 
And I find for me that when I feel good about myself and I feel successful at the stuff I've already accomplished, it invites me and encourages me to do more. And not in that you have to way, but in that I want to way. And so it really works for me. So whether you keep your master list in a digital planner, like I do, whether you do it in paper planner, because I kind of go back and forth between both. Some things I do digital, some things I do paper. Maybe you have a master list in your laundry room or in your office that you can quickly refer, okay, what am I going to do now? What's, what's my 10 minutes? What can I do in those times? But keep the list where you can access it at a moment's notice. So like I said, when you're going, uh, dinner's in the oven for 30 minutes or 45 minutes, you can quickly go to where you keep your list, whether it's on a tablet, on your phone, paper, and flip it open and go, okay, start going through some stuff. And who knows, that may be the only 30 minutes you did any sort of that kind of thing the whole day. Maybe you're like, I kind of decided to take a day and I do this because I love doing this. I got up this morning, I had a cup of tea, I had some toast, I did some manifesting, I did some yoga, I did some gratitude. And now I've decided that maybe I just want to sit and watch shows all day and crochet and there's nothing wrong with that. And don't let anyone ever feel, make you feel bad about that. But then you're like, okay, but I've got, and I've got supper pretty much. I know what it's going to make. I've got all the ingredients. It's not going to be a hard slog. And so dinner comes and so you prep the dinner and put it in the oven. You're like, okay, I have 45 minutes. So I haven't really done a whole heck of a lot today, but in these 45 minutes, I am going to knock it out of the park. Trust me, by the time you sit down to dinner, you will feel just as amazing as if you had worked all day and you will be more focused because you have a time limit and you will be surprised at how much you can get done in that short period of time. It's kind of like beat the clock. And like most people do, we set timers for like when something's in the oven, whether it's a cake, whether it's dinner, we because we don't want to sit there and be clock watching. So that's your timer. So when, so you know that that when that timer goes off, whatever it is you're doing, you have to stop and take dinner out or that cake out or whatever. So you know that there's going to go a timer on, on the timer is going to go off when that a lot of time is done and you will be surprised how productive you can be in that short period of time. For a couple of reasons. First is the timer, and there's something about there, a timer where it just kicks our butt. Second of all, the competition in us really comes out. It's like, oh, wait till you see what I can do in 45 minutes. Wait till you see, because it's super fun. Super fun to do. And it's motivating. And it's motivating. And you'll realize that you don't have to be slogging all day around your house or feeling like, okay, I've worked all day outside the home. Now I've come home and I've got dinner in, but there's a million things that I still have to do. So just do stuff while dinner's in the oven and go, and when that timer goes off, I'm done for the evening. You know, maybe other people are going to clean up after dinner or maybe I will set another timer and going, okay, I am going to clean up after supper but I'm not going to clean for hours and hours and hours until my house looks like it could be on a magazine cover. I'm going to give myself 30 minutes to tidy up my house 
kind of do that nightly reset thing. And you don't have to do it right after dinner. You can do it, you know, you can go have a bath and do some skincare and watch a show and go, okay, but 30 minutes before bed or whatever, I'm going to do 30 minutes of a nighttime reset of my house where I'm putting the dishes in the dishwasher. I'm doing a quick wash of the dishes and, you know, getting some stuff done so that my kitchen is ready for me to use it to its fullest in the morning. And I'm not tripping over anything in my house. And I don't feel like I'm starting the day tomorrow behind the eight ball. And if you set a timer for 30 minutes and play a little game of beat the clock, you will get that stuff done. Because I don't believe that we should be working sun up till sundown on keeping our house clean and tidy. It should not take like all day, every day. And don't be like, well, yeah, but when I do that 45 minutes and that 30 minutes, it's not all clean. Okay. Find the person that told you that it had to be perfectly clean and tidy at the end of every day. Because unless you live by yourself, like if you've got husband, if you've got kids, if you've got pets, it's never going to be. So just cross that right off your expectation list. You are not going to go to bed every night if you've got uh, a partner, kids, pets, or any combination of those. It's just not going to be. It's just not, unless you have a housekeeper, which good on you. It's just not going to be. So, so if you take that off your expectation list, that's a lot of pressure off you and you'll feel better about what you can accomplish. And do what is reasonable to make your house run well, be clean, not perfect, clean, like just not disgusting, like just not disgusting. Like if you're going, I just don't have it in me to wash my dishes tonight, rinse them all off and leave them piled in the sink. There is no shame in that. There is no shame. And it's not disgusting. Take your garbage out when it's full. Nobody says you have to wash the garbage can every time you do that. You know, throw your, throw your dishes in the dishwasher if you're lucky enough to have one. Turn it on. Don't worry about unloading it till the next day or get somebody else to do it when it's done realize that a manageable level, you want it to be not disgusting. You don't want to have to trip over things and you want to be able to find things that you need and not feel like you're running around like a crazy person the next morning. So that's your goal. So that's what we're going to do for October. So if you follow me on Instagram, I'm going to start putting some daily challenges on there of ways you can start getting back onto routine and ritual to kind of get closer to that where you're going, I love my house. I love being in here. I can have a guest over at a moment's notice and I'm not embarrassed and I'm happy about my progress. So follow me there. And as always on the Mama Mentor podcast, do what works and toss the rest because life is too short to be told what to do. Love you tons. Talk to you soon. Have an amazing day. Bye-bye.